0: You're listening to the Winter Interview Series on the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by mark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at XMark.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tome. Welcome, Lawn Care
1: Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tome, and this is episode number 392, uh, entitled "Interview with Paul Camara from Spring Green Landscaping." Well, hello everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course for those questions, the comments, and the feedback uh, that you guys have been sending through. If you guys are interested in uh, coming onto the podcast and doing one of these interview episodes and sharing your lawn care business journey uh, then you can uh, reach out to me uh, head on over to my website com. go to the contact page and you can reach me through there alternatively if you follow me on Instagram you can send me a DM message on there uh, and also if you uh, check the uh, podcast show notes uh, there is a little tab there or a little a link there that says uh, leave a voicemail message and you can do that as well <clears throat> so uh, yeah reach, reach out if you guys are interested in uh, being a part of this uh winter uh interview series so without uh, further ado i'd like to uh, welcome paul camara to the show hey paul how's it going
2: excellent julio how are you doing
1: i'm doing really good you're uh, <clears throat> as i've said in the past uh, my uh, portuguese brother from another mother
2: <laughs> absolutely as- absolutely my favorite guy to talk to in, in the industry buddy really really enjoy it. we kind of have some kind of thing of uh commonality when it comes to uh the way we were brought up so nice talking with you
1: yeah that's awesome i always look forward uh, to our chats as well and speaking of uh my portuguese uh brother uh did you take in any of uh, the world uh, cup that uh, recently happened
2: we we were bouncing around through it um we did we, I, the last day of work was actually the final okay and we ended up at a pizza place uh with uh you know the colombian the portuguese you know we were all watching the the final and the um the uh, penalty kicks there at the end. Oh yeah. That yeah, was yeah. the final. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: So that was pretty fun just doing that. That was the last our last actual work day was that day. So but yeah, we you know, um having the old Portuguese guy and the Colombians together, they're always talking about it. So I'm always trying to keep up on what they were talking about because I don't watch it per se every every day, but through them with all that passion, it's hard to, uh, hard to avoid it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you catch any of the, uh, Portugal games?
2: I didn't catch the games. No, I didn't. I did not. Um, basically kind of like I watch most sports It's through, you know, the deck day after telling me what the, uh, the highlights were. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not not a big sports guy. So, um, you know, my wife, unbelievable. She loves Patriots and the Red Sox and, and things like that. Yeah, Yeah. I usually, and uh, I'll, I'll watch TV in another room, and I'll get the play-by-play just by how her reactions are to whatever play that <laughs> whether she's, whether she, <laughs> or she's screaming at the TV. That's how I watch game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's usually, uh, usually it's the opposite, right? It's usually the husband that's the one.
2: Usually we have a weird, weird, uh, you know, weird setup over here. I'm a car guy.
1: I'm yeah,
3: not
2: a, and I'm a, I'm a yard guy and a car guy. Um, sports don't, the, the, they really just don't do anything for me. And you know what it is? Julio. Also, I love going to a game.
3: Oh, okay, I love yeah. going
2: to stadium or going to, to Fenway and going to, I mean, we've, I've been, we've been to so many parks. We've been to Jacksonville, you know, um, the old, uh, Yankee stadium. Wow. We went to, went to a lot, of Buffalo We to a lot of, a lot of different arenas. That's what I like. I enjoy going there. I think that's more of the, uh, for me
1: yeah yeah absolutely
2: but, um in front of me I, I honestly i fall asleep no matter what game i'm watching i fall asleep so, <laughs>
1: it,
2: I, I, it just doesn't do anything for me and you know all the all the sports fans out there are, are you know grabbing their pearls right now but i just it
1: just doesn't do anything for me yeah that's funny that for me uh, most sports i don't uh really pay attention to um obviously here in canada hockey is the big uh thing oh, God, yeah. um so you know I'll, I'll watch some of the games they'll, you know they'll be on or whatever um from the yep. local team but the uh the local team <laughs> sucks bad <laughs> so oh, uh,
2: you're you're, uh, you're not calgary though you're what are you vancouver oh, Vancouver.
1: What? the oh, canucks right? oh, no
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so yeah, they're uh, they're not very good right now. They're they're quite terrible. <laughs> so I don't really well, uh, I was... watch them. But soccer, my whole family is like because yeah. my kids have grown yeah. up soccer. My son, um did a little stint uh, with the local MLS team too. He was in their academy. Oh, uh, wow. They they had recruited him and stuff for three years. So he was doing that. Um, now they're both both kids are in university playing, playing at the top level and stuff. So soccer is like the the family thing so we were like every game every day watching like every single game That's we cool. had a pool in the family of like who was gonna win and stuff like that biting our nails with the the portugal games and That's stuff oh
2: you guys must be going crazy with that yeah and we were when,
1: uh, it was fun definitely fun especially as you know a whole family kind of uh, getting together every day and absolutely and uh watching when- the games together and stuff
2: In the old days, when my father had uh, a lot of employees, they were were all Portuguese.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: All we had uh, upwards of, you know, at at the least we had like five guys. At the most, we had 10 or more, you know, always. uh, And my father had a huge expanse of lawn at the property that we lived at, at at his house. Yeah, a huge lawn. And, uh, you know, on Saturdays or at the end of the day, we'd always break out into a big soccer game. Oh, wow. Um, between you know we'd split up into two fives or two fours or three you know we just split up and play yeah and it was it was a regular basis it wasn't like every once in a while it was a, re- and we had some guys on there that were you know like pro-am you know what i mean they yeah. were guys that came from portugal but they were they were good out there
3: yeah yeah yeah. and
2: i really learned how to play soccer i, I really know how to play well with those guys and they were rough yeah yeah and uh and in, in you know in school, I play soccer at, at gym class, and they, you know the, the guys that are on the team are like you got to join, you got to join, you got. I don't, I really don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to work after after school. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's awesome.
2: list of things for me to do when I get home. Yeah, you yeah. Know, there was no time for sports.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah yeah it's uh it's one of those things right uh you either are fully uh, in with it with some of those uh the sports and stuff can, you can get pretty carried away with uh the amount of games and things that uh, that are on so i try to uh limit it like i say uh for for us it's just uh mainly the soccer the occasional hockey game um if it's on or if they're doing well one of those uh, i not sh- uh shame to admit you know total bandwagon fan <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Get
1: yeah. on when they're uh, when they're winning and stuff, and when they're not, then it's like ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That's my that's the opposite of my wife because she'll watch them even when they're terrible. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. they have been terrible a long time, especially the Patriots. I mean, we're on a twenty year or more stint of being like top notch. Yeah, yeah. But you know, even even on their down years and the years before that, they were all. She was her father, the brothers. They were all just die hard yeah yeah. they couldn't do no wrong so
1: yeah yeah that's yeah that's the way it is very cool so this uh past year i know that uh was a um a different year for you you made some big changes in the lawn care business or in your landscaping business um and namely like omitting the lawn care part of it uh right so how did that uh shape up for you
2: it was it was excellent. It, it really worked out well for us. Um, it started off a little dicey because you know, and everything is you know, it's getting used to uh, the new people on and here and there and talking. You know, just trying to get everything in line on the mowing side because no, even if I didn't do it, I was still the guy that brought on the, the newer contractors. So keeping an eye, keeping an eye on them, yeah, and um, just for me, get to get used to. You know, because I told my clients that I would complain to the people before they would. Yeah, yeah. So I had to stay ahead of them, you know what I mean? So yeah. That was a little bit tough. Um, I'm glad we did it. Uh, there was a few, there's a lot of, you know, a few, there was a learning year. You know, there's a lot of things I need to uh, adjust for next year to be a better year. Um, but, you know. For the numbers, the numbers were were better than the year before. The profitability was better. The hours, amount of hours working were lower. Nice. Um, There there was no, uh, the repairs were next to nothing. The fuel bill was much lower. Mm So um, all in all, I think it was a good good thing. But there's so much more room for me to even make it better because there were, I don't want to call them mistakes, but, um, you know, I went into it very conservative. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to over my head with a lot of things. And doing that kind of, um, well, for one example, if you want to hear an example, um, I had all of my clients lined up, but as you can probably tell on a lot of the properties we do, they're kind of big. Yes. They're large properties. And... What was happening? What happened many, many, many times were say I have a two-day project, which most of them are one, two, three-day projects, Mm
3: -hmm. meaning
2: like going in mulching, even the weeding and and you know pruning. All all of those things take multiple days on those projects. Yeah, and I up like on the Wednesday, done by one Mm o'clock or done by eleven thirty. You know what I mean? And not have and you can't actually go to a property a new property for only two hours because it's, it's uh, from the view of the homeowner, they're paying a lot for drive time and, and yeah. you know, so you lose a lot if you do that? Yeah. If you got to go for two or three hours, it's not worth it, which you, I'm sure you understand. Yes. the Drive time usually kills everything. Yeah. So what I did towards the end of the year, when I, as I started noticing it is I've been taking on smaller gardens. Okay. Like in between, all of my properties. There's some smaller properties. They've been wanting me to do work for a while, but I didn't take them on because I was afraid I wouldn't have time. Yeah. But it seems that you know there is that little bit of a you know a window for us to go and do some smaller gardens, nice and smaller smaller pruning jobs and smaller hedges that we can get done in two, three, four hours mm-hmm. and just finish off the day. And they pay for that. Yeah, yeah. So, There's no loss. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. That was one of the things. The other thing was, you know, um, just filling the one, uh, you know, Friday was always a difficult day, but I still have to mow my property. Okay. And it yep. takes a lot of time. So we have to work out a better way of being able to mow my property because it seems like I could make more money if I just hired someone to mow my property. <laughs> I know that sounds absolutely yeah. crazy, yeah, but it completely screws up my day having cut my, to to mow my lawn. mm um, but there are other alternatives that I, that, 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 we're knocking on. And I think we've, we've fixed that problem okay. um, for next year. Very cool. Um, yeah, there are a couple of things here and there and, you know, no wear and tear on the mowers. So that was, that was a big thing. There's no, um, a lot less waste, I guess, is to say the way I, I, I can, I can put it other than what I was talking about earlier, just now wasting of time a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we, we we tackled
1: that. Yeah, so. very cool. So, so, so what was it? uh, Looking back, um, about like the mowing part that you just didn't want to deal with anymore, was it just time wasting or inefficiency, or you just well, prefer we're... doing the the, the gardening <laughs> part. Of it? Um, it wasn't. It well,
2: also thirty years of mowing kind of kind of beats you up a while. Yeah, you know I mean, I've mowed I, since I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't, I don't want to grow the business. I I, I just don't. Yeah. Not that now anyway, I really don't. Mm Um, I, I get very gun shy with, with employees. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't want to grow it that way. And the mowing, the mowing, however easy it may be, it might be the low end of the, um, the entry level for the, I mean, you know, the, the lowest point of entry, landscape and industry. It's the part that everybody really, really sees the most. Yeah. So um, you have to put a lot of time into that. To, to for me, for me anyway. Yes. And the rate that we're paying our guys, and the rate that I'm paying me, it's just it's actually it's it's so impossible to make money from <laughs> you know doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, where if I could bring someone else on that loves mowing, does it. Maybe more efficiently than we do it can keep it up looking right, and you know I can maintain the rest of it. That's what, what it worked out for me. It just we couldn't. When when you when you're doing um, a landscape installation, even pruning anything that's that, that's on that end, the mowing doesn't compete. And yeah. when you have to mow days a week, you look at it as a major loss. Mm. Those two days. Mm-hmm. And you justify it by saying, "Well, if you pull it all together and divide it by five days, and that's how much money you make, that's fine." But you can also do it the other way and say, "I wish I could do all that other work for five days and make that much money." Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of that, a lot more driving, a lot more windshield time, and and, and you know, I'm not set up like you you guys are. I mean, everybody talks about um you know, um, tight, tight radiuses or tight. I forget the word you guys use, but the, um,
3: root density. Uh, we're
2: all the root density. Yes, exactly. Root density. I don't have root density because of how big the properties are. Yes.
1: Yeah. Rural. So, more bigger. Between yeah.
2: every property, right. I drive between every house. Now. Yeah. We were spending five hours on one property, but you still have to load up and go to the next one. And, um, and, uh, there's time wasted on that. Yeah. So, yeah, so just for me, it was something that i have been wanting to do my whole life. I really wanted to um, focus my efforts, more creative, more, more creativity, mm. with some more creativity, yep. design work, and, and the gardens, beds, installation. I figure if I'm not going to be doing this for a lot longer, which I probably will be doing it for a lot longer, but if I'm going to do it for the rest of the time I can, it's going to be on the creative side okay. instead of being
1: you know yeah 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 definitely yeah it's uh d- yeah. you know everybody's got different uh i guess different stages right of uh the business and how it goes like the you were stage. saying yeah because you were saying like exactly. you don't you don't want to grow the business but it's like you've already grown the business like you were uh, you you've had right. that experience of having lots of employees and, and trucks and stuff and i remember you saying in a previous podcast episode that we did that um, you know it was a lot of headache at times a lot of stress and stuff having that
2: Right, it is, and and I, and I'm not against growing the business. Uh, someday, if the planets align, and and you know we have, I get employees, or or I can, or you know, we can maintain employees to to grow the business. I'm more than happy to grow it as long as you know it's profitable and the people stick around. Mm-hmm. But for me, at at fifty or almost fifty, um, I have to do something. I have to. I, I have to either stop. Pretty soon, which is in the next ten year zone, yeah yeah. Or I have to grow it. There's you know there's no there's no um, there's nowhere in between because um, I'm not going to be able to do climb ladders the way I'm climbing them now. I mean it's just not. And um, but I'm I'm good at I'm I'm a good manager and I can um, we can grow the business different ways.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. It's just adapting right, changing to it stuff um, and going.
2: I still want to be on the job. I'm not an office kind of a, a guy. That's just not who I am. So I'll, I'll always be on the job, but I need a good crew to, to do a lot of the work.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, yeah. Absolutely. That's going to
2: be the, the you know, five to 10. I mean, Kyle, that's working for me now. is phenomenal. I mean, he's a young guy loves this work. I was spent some, spent a couple hours with him today because he's doing his plant identification class. So we were going through all plants on the property and, you know, quizzing him and stuff like that on that. And I love that. I think mm-hmm. it's great. He has just an absolute love for that part. He actually owned his own um, landscaping company for a while that we worked on for a while mm-hmm. with him. And he, he, he wants to learn how to do things um, correctly, you know? And unfortunately, that's what a lot of... He, he found that he was going to hit a, a glass ceiling like a lot of people do. They either just cut or they, they grow, and they grow from... And he didn't want to do that he wanted to really learn how to do work yeah. and um, man we had a great year last year he learned a lot It was so much fun having a 21 year old and a you know a 69 year old on the job and they're teaching that you know Joe was teaching him and and he was learning he was taking it in so well and it was, it was it was me teaching him too even John teaching him but having you know having Joe and Kyle on the same job. It, it was funny it was a good it was it
1: was nice to see yeah yeah very very uh <clears throat> interesting the way it uh it all shapes up there i think it's funny you mentioned like your age yeah. and not and not being yeah. able to uh, uh climb up uh ladders and things like that um you know eventually uh for me i'm you know right there <laughs> with you it's crazy how uh you know your brain um thinks one way like you still think you're Uh, mind-wise that uh, you're uh, young and and stuff, but your body's definitely uh, giving you these other cues saying, no, something's, uh, uh, you know, you're you're not uh, that young teenager anymore. Right.
2: It hasn't hit me yet. It hasn't, it really, it really hasn't hit me yet, but I'm, you know, I'm cognizant of my age and my abilities, Um, but uh, it it has, like, I've been on the ladders all year this year. Nothing has really changed my in my abilities um but i also have had a you know a a 68 69 year old working with me and you know you find it hard to complain when he doesn't yeah so that kind of gives a lot of um a lot of motivation all of my mentors went into their 70s so that gives you a lot of motivation um so no i mean I, i could probably see it happening but i i think I think I'll be all right for a while unless something catastrophic happens to me. Um, I just like doing this. I, I really enjoy. I, I enjoy the creativity of, of what we do. I mm-hmm. just love it. I have, I've told people before I have, I have a, what, what would be considered maybe a, a craftsman or a creative mentality. And that's what stops me from growing the business is that I just like being out working mm-hmm. and anybody that has, I mean, it's like a cabinet maker. A cabinet maker doesn't own a huge business, very rarely, because they're the ones building the cabinets or yeah. a furniture maker or something like that. It's that craftsman mentality that that I love, but it's also something that holds me back. And that's kind of what I like with with Instagram is that you know you you find other people that are kind of like you. You know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that share that 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 gift and that curse. And um, that's why a lot of the guys are always pushing for growth and you know becoming a big business are always trying to keep talk me into well you got you can't be in there your whole life and you mm-hmm. got to grow and you know all you know that that mentality and I say you don't know who I am I mean I know who I am I know what I like yeah yeah it's it's uh, it's fun it's
1: fun yeah that's the thing right that's that's what makes uh, <laughs> that I've always said that makes. Uh, lawn care or landscaping um, such a neat uh, business to get into Um, you know if you enjoy uh, the aspects is that it's so adaptable to each person not not two people are not the same like you're you love that plant stuff you love doing all that Um, you know uh, for me on I'm on the opposite side where I love just the mowing part at this stage that I'm doing Um, and I also love being by myself uh, as much as I've thought about, like when I originally, um, I started out as a, a franchisee uh, uh, owner. I bought into a franchise, and then after about five years, went on my own, did my own brand, and that's what I've been doing for the last uh, twelve or fifteen years. Um, or actually, uh, yeah, it'd be twelve year twelve years uh, since I left the franchise. Um, and my original thought when I was doing that was I was planning on the brand and, uh, expanding it and having multiple trailers and employees. And, uh, to the point that I designed it where I've had multiple people always coming up to me, asking me if it's a franchise for sale, because that's what it looks like yeah, yeah. with the uniforms yeah. and all that stuff. Right. Um, but the thing holding me back is I'm so introverted and I'm such a, I love being by myself. I love just hanging out and, you know, and that, so it's like, I just don't, I have no desire to have employees, uh, so it's right. it's so adaptable to whatever you like. You can make the business make work, how you like, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah I totally get. Work. I totally get you there when people are saying, and it's interesting as you say because that creative side that you have um, in one aspect, I think you have touched on there. It's also kind of the thing that holds you back. Um, because you are the business without you, that's a major part of the business going. Yeah. You can have guys and you can train them and all that stuff, but that passion for that high level of, uh, you know, standards that you hold that everybody who has seen your Instagram and follows you and all that stuff, that's what you're known for. You are the high end guy, uh, you know.
2: At the I same time, really, I, I, if I said "hold me back," I don't like that wording. It doesn't feel like that's what I would think. I don't think it holds me back because it allows me to do what I want to do. Yes, I guess what it holds me back is is the more popular view of business. and yes. that's you know uh, growth. That's yes, basically what by holding back. But yes. I do not feel held back by any means um, in what I do. It's funny. Um, so, so me and my brother were, were together for a while uh, last week. we spoke up, we spoke a lot about the old days and um, and we were talking about you know late 90s um, I wanted to expand my father's business. yeah, you know the 899 and my thought back then was I want to grow the business so you know my brother, my father and I weren't actually working anymore. And that puts me somewhere in my late twenties, right? Um, and you know, he was talking about that. He's like, "Wow, this is what if we had all stayed together? You know, what if we just stayed together back then instead of breaking all up? We would have had like a conglomerate." Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Your mind, your mind was to grow," and that was like kind of the thing that scared my father was my my want to grow the business. He wanted to. Be, he was more or less where I am now, saying let's just stay small and you know, um, you know, more detailed and. I was saying we can't do that. Not with three big, you know. I was married. My brother had kids. I said we have to grow this thing. We have to blow out the doors and you know really stop making huge amounts of money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was my goal back then. Yeah, and yeah. It's funny that dichotomy of where I where I ended up wasn't that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was um, it was uh, it was a crazy it was a crazy thought how he was telling it. Cause I it, I didn't even think about that. I guess I had had them come, You know, we got to grow this and get this big. We got to have a masonry division, landscape division, irrigation division. We got to grow, grow, grow. <laughs> and uh, then I got the way I did. <laughs> <laughs> Him too. He's a, he's a very small masonry company. His, his he just decided to kind of do what I did. He, he's a detailed oriented stone masonry. He only has like two or three guys at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh well, we've 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 lived our lives and we've led pretty good lives with small
1: as well yeah yeah you're like the um you know all coming from the same family and the same you know roots with your your father and your grandfather and all the you know how the the, how the landscaping kind of runs through the the family it's like one of those uh when a company uh, what do they call it um oh, i forgot the name of it uh, when like a company gets like too big in in too many areas then the government comes along and they they um you know, break it up into separate divisions and stuff. that's like kind of how you guys have ended up. Yeah. like you've got like the that division and your brother is the masonry yeah. division and stuff it's like you guys took that yeah. main and just kind of broke out.
2: Yeah, we may even have we may you even get a uh, an irrigation division coming up pretty soon so that's so we' I don't know we'll see we got some talks in the family of of some growth too in in the in the industry. so I'm looking forward to that. we'll see your lighting and irrigation. I like to see that happen. I like to see the uh, the family business continue on. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah. It's
2: um, important to me. It's important to me.
1: Yeah, especially with the um, the history with your family, with your grandfather, and, and, then, I, and then your father, and then you, and then your brother. It's uh yeah. kind of an, a it's very neat story.
2: Too. We all, love, and it's funny how we all love things differently. I mean, my, I, 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 I grew up doing stone work. I did stonework up until I was probably about 20 years old and every winter after that. And, you know, when we did when we weren't busy, but it wasn't my passion. It's not something I really and truly liked doing. Mm-hmm. It's just something I know how to do. And we did it when we had to, um, kind of similar to, you know, how you guys do pruning, you would rather be mowing, you know? So, yeah. that was, what, was, um, but it was funny how my brother, uh, gravitated more towards the stonework and I always gravitated more to landscaping. And, um, and, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, um, that, uh, my father was both. Okay. He loved both. You see. Mm. My father, me and my father could go to a nursery and walk around at a nursery for hours and pick plants out. We'd go home and we would prune together in his yard and we'd, you know, but then my brother and him doing the stonework, they were, they were always doing the stonework. together. My father was like the, the pure mixture between myself and my brother. Mm-hmm. He loved both sides, of it equally it was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. He loved the backhoe work. He loved, he had big dump trucks. He would drive the big dump trucks everywhere. I can't stand to drive the big, you know, the, the large size, uh, you know, six wheelers and 10 wheelers and big trucks. Yeah. yeah. He loved that. He loved having equipment, backhoes, excavators. He loved, I don't, I could care less about all of that. Mm. And, you know, and that's my brother. My brother liked having a lot of the equipment around. He was a mechanic himself. So, but it's funny how um, when you look back on things that you know, you don't really notice them when they're happening. But when you look back, you say, "Oh, he was like the perfect mixture of me and Pete." You know, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: very cool. So, what about um, yeah. your grandfather? Do you remember much growing up with yeah. uh, him around?
2: He was pretty. He was a lot of the same. My my grandfather, see what. My, the funny thing that people don't understand is that the grandfather that was in business was my mother's father. Oh, okay. He wasn't my father's. Father. Oh, okay. So um, he uh, he was a worker. He was he he was a, more of a mason. He was his business was more um, structured in stonework. Yeah. Um, so when my mug, my they went for a vacation in Portugal as a family. Yeah. And my mother met my my father, and that's how they got together and uh when my when they got married, my father came to America and started automatically working for my grandfather as it would be right Back yeah. Then. yeah 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 <laughs> you go work. and my fa- my grandfather put him into the maintenance side of the business, the mowings and mowing and you know planting and stuff like that, yeah, and my father wanted to be on the you know wanted to do more of the masonry side. So there was a lot, a lot of parallels between my father and my my grandfather, uh, but my grandfather was more of a mason. He couldn't speak English at all, and he couldn't write at all mm-hmm. in English. So my mother had to go do go with that, go with him, do all of those things. in my my uh, it, it was funny, you know. I always say I went to work young and everything. But my mom and my aunt they ran my grandfather's business at like years old at 15 years old they would do all the billing, they would do all the uh the taxes they would do everything because my grandfather didn't know how to do any of that stuff
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh up until when my grandfather retired my my mother and aunt was still doing all that stuff for him it was pretty cool it was pretty wild i have a whole box full of bills from like the 70s and the um early 70s and late 70s of uh, you know, you could see that my mother wrote them back then and stuff like that it's it's fun it's, yeah very, very it's a cool. lot of, history. Yeah,
1: lot of history. yeah absolutely very cool your grandfather's uh business that's where you got the the spring green name from right
2: exactly so yeah my grandfather's business my grandfather started a business in a section of of uh, Rhode island in Warwick, the section of the Warwick was called Spring Green, the Spring Green section of Warwick. And I don't think he really did the correlation between how cool Spring Green would be for a landscaping business. Mm -hmm. It was just the name of his area was Spring Green. Okay. And uh, so he named that business Spring Green Landscaping and Masonry. And um, when my father left my grandfather in late 70s, 78, I think it was, um, he re he named his business PC it was after my, my, my father, which was Peter Kamara. My brother okay. was Peter Kamara and Paul Kamara. Yeah. So we had, you know, he wanted it to be PC and sons landscaping, which was the family name. Yeah. Uh, and my grandfather, you know, he left the business in the mid eighties. Uh, so he retired. He continued on for a few years, but not until like the mid eighties did he retire. And, um, that's when I asked my mother and my aunt if I could take back the Spring Green name. And they agreed, and that's how I, I renamed the business to Spring Green. Mm-hmm. So it, we kept that in the business because uh, my father wouldn't allow, uh, well, uh, you know, I think we're getting into the weeds maybe, but my um, when my father went into semi-retirement, he wanted me and my brother to go into business together. Oh, okay. And, be, and that's how we were going to keep the PC name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, because I didn't want to do that and my brother and I were smart enough to realize that our, our family and our brothers were, were more important than a business.
1: Yeah. We
2: decided to go separate ways but my father says if you're not going to the business together then neither of you can, can have the business name. Oh, okay. So that's why us kept DC Landscaping. That that name died because like my father felt that if one can't have it the other one can't have it either. Yeah, which yeah. I can understand that. And I can I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And so Fair. that's when my brother my brother didn't care about the spring green landscape inside, so I yeah I could
1: have it. And they said, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, but, traditional uh, European Portuguese oh, uh, type yeah. mindset with that, right? It's like uh, it's all children true. are equal. Whatever, you know, oh, yeah. when it comes down to yeah. anything, like if this kid gets a new pair of pants, this kid gets a new pair of pants. If this, whatever, right. right down and, to like when they pass away and stuff like that, it's like equal across all the siblings. Like you guys all get.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and,
2: not only that you, you uh there was nothing for free, even though I spent my life in the business, my father made me pay for it. he got to buy it from me. He goes, this was my business, this is my I mean if you're not going to stay together and and you' got you have to buy it. There was nothing given to me yeah, nothing yeah. and it was the at the time, there was hard feelings, but it was the best thing he ever did because it gave it gave me and probably my brother, so I never talked to him about that, but it gave me a sense of of accomplishment buying it. And right. I remember saying back, you know I was saying to myself not to my father out of out of respect but into myself I could just take this stuff that you know,
3: Yeah yeah
2: I'll just go and well you know go to the customers and take them. Yeah. But you know my morals and the right thing was the right thing and you know you don't want to do that. Yeah. But it was you know he wasn't going to carry on he was going to let it all go. So um I didn't do that yeah we, we, we they ended up we ended up paying for it and it was the best thing it, it really was and you know it gave me a sense of accomplishment it gave me a sense of ownership yeah and uh I, I and I believe that parents you know usually fail their kids because they want to give them too much mm-hmm. and, um and he didn't do that he he actually was really he had a lot of um, forethought when he did that. I'm sure it hurt him to do that. I'm sure it bothered him to do that. Yeah, yeah. But in in the end, a lot of parents could learn from that because yeah, yeah. you know we're not here to be our kids. I don't have kids, so sometimes I shouldn't even have an opinion. But we're not here to be our kids' friends. Yeah, we're here. You know, parents are there to, to teach and to inspire and to. Um, <laughs> And that and that was that was an insp- a very teach teachable moment. For yeah, me,
1: yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, no, you're hitting the nail on the head for me as a you know a dad myself. That's some of the things I struggle with. You know, my kids, I refuse to buy them cars. Uh, but but all of their friends all have cars that their parents bought, uh, and yep. you know so then it's like y- y- you know they they give you this attitude sometimes like or say something under their breath that's like all oh, thing and it's like you don't get it like I've had a job since I was eleven years old delivering newspapers. Right. There's not I think there was one year in my from the time that i was 11 till now that i didn't have a job and it was one year where i was in school studying uh so other than that i've always paid and worked for everything that i've wanted and everything that i've gotten right. nothing was given to me i had to pay for my first car um even uh, like uh, college tuition and stuff when i went and did a broadcasting thing for, uh, to become an audio engineer, because uh, I thought that was the path I was going to take after high school. Um, back in 1993, it was an expensive course. It was like seven or eight grand for the year to do this. And my parents had um, paid for tuition and stuff of my, my brother and my sister. But what they did was they made them pay for it first. So they paid, my brother and sister paid for it up front. And if you graduated and got your diploma or whatever the case, whatever, they didn't care what you did, but as long as you graduated from whatever you chose, then they reimbursed you for the tuition, right? So I, all those years delivering newspapers and stuff, it was a huge decision for me to put seven grand on this tuition and stuff and, you know, and hoping that I'm making the right choice and stuff. But it was the way, you know, it taught me a lot. So I try to do the same yep. thing with my kids, and they're just like sometimes, you know. Even I think with not buying them a car and things like that, I still think sometimes, like, man, we've done too much for them. It's they don't get it; they right. don't understand. Uh,
2: They'll appreciate it as they get older. Yeah,
1: think. yeah, I, I because hope, I, so. <laughs> I hope
2: so. <laughs> well, they will, they will, because I've always, you know, even even in recent years. I mean, I'm not going on fifty, but even in recent years, I never wanted to tell that story because. um, I didn't want to paint. I didn't want people to, to, I didn't want him to be painted in a, a bad light. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want people to think, Oh, he was a jerk or he made you pay for it. I can't believe that. And, um, it it may, but it's not, it's the opposite. And I knew that I knew that. I mean, five years into owning my own business, I knew it was the best thing he ever did. Mm -hmm. Five years before that. No, not that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just starting out in life, and you making me pay for this? Why are you doing that? I could have just, I could have just taken it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I see a lot of a lot of young guys. Well, not a lot of young guys. A lot of people I know that their parents gave them stuff, and they don't appreciate it.
1: No, they don't. appreciate. No, they don't. Yeah
2: so, yeah. so, like I said, you know, parents should be more, um, you know, a little bit more harder on their, not harder on their kids, a little bit less hard on themselves. That's what it really comes down to, I think. Parents just want to, you know, uh, make themselves feel better about the things they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You want to, yeah, you want to, you want to be able to, um, you know, the dream is to, you know, do that stuff. To, you know, you're building a business or whatever the case may be, is to provide for your family and stuff like that, right? So you want to be able to do those things, but at the same right. time, it's not sometimes the right thing to do. Um, that you know you're you're you could be um, going down the wrong way and I I always look at it like that like my parents were very strict with uh, me as well uh, with things like that right they wouldn't buy me a car they wouldn't uh, do you work for it you do whatever right and at the time yeah it was the same thing you're thinking about it going like what like are you kidding me sort of thing and all this stuff but now I look back at it and it's like that's amazing I'm glad they so I I'm I'm, right. I'm holding on to that that it'll be the same for my kids that right now they're like yeah you know they might not uh, they will. be too happy about they it will. but then they'll they'll the light bulb will go off for them at some point and uh, they will. and then they'll understand uh you know the sacrifices and things that are made and uh that uh, they're better for it uh, uh for being able to do that right like uh an example is in in some my kids go to, like we were, we were doing this podcast today and I had to uh, ask you to delay it uh, because my kids yeah. were uh, going to university and it, just the time changed uh, for their classes or whatever. And uh, their university is, I'm in the suburbs, and so their university is in uh, the city of Vancouver, but it's in like the farthest Uh, western part of the city, like it's on the water, basically. Um, So it's uh, an hour drive if you're taking a car uh, to get from the house uh, during like good traffic, Uh right? Uh, So Mm -hmm. most of their friends that they grew up with that also go to that university all are in dorms and stay in dorms there, right? And their parents pay a lot of money for them to be in dorms and stuff. But what I see is them wasting a lot of time in those dorms. They're, you know, partying, they're doing things. They're not, you know, necessarily, um, learning, learning. Right. So I'm like, life isn't like that all the time. It's not always super easy where you just get up and you walk two steps and you're in your class and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like sometimes you gotta learn the hard way, right. Build character and stuff like that. So you guys are going to have to, you know, take the bus sometimes. You're going to have to, you know, if we can, you know, drive the car or whatever, you can drive the car uh, on certain days um, and, uh, you know, do stuff like that. But it's going to build character to, to do that. You're going to be, I think, I think they will be uh, much tougher Uh, to deal with the rest of life, having gone through that of having to get up earlier and stuff than their friends and all the things uh, to get to university and to commute back and all that sort of stuff. I think it'll prepare them more than those,
3: um,
1: that will, that will come out of those uh, university courses and then be hit with life with like, what, (laughs) you know, know?
2: adversity builds the character, you know, Julie, it's really, it really, I've been through a lot of adversity. I've been through a lot of trials in my life and, um, it's really what what built, you know, like I said, I was talking to my brother a lot last week, and we were talking about all the adversity that put us where we were. I mean, we we had to do all our own repairs on trucks. We had to take transmissions out, you know, engines out, uh-huh. inject. So we, had, we had to rebuild trucks, paint them. I, I painted at least like seven trucks in my lifetime. Uh-huh. You know, things that people don't do, we had to do. We had to, they're in plow season, we had to, Plow trucks with with standard transmissions and you know fix them in the snowbank. These are all the you know the adversities we had to go to. But yeah. you know, like the like the knife when it's getting sharpened, it's probably the most painful time for the sharpened, right? With yeah. that file on it, that stone, blown sparks. But that's the part that makes the knife the best. Is yeah. The sharpening. So, um, that's yeah, great. it's that's the part that uh, that the kids have to go through that. And unfortunately a lot of kids today aren't going through a lot of adversity. I mean they're going through adversity with, you know, social media problems and bullying and yeah, yeah. you know but that that stuff that we went through, um, from their parents, the actual teaching, I don't know if they're going through it as much as we had to go through it back then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, but, um my car- my parents now or sorry, my kids now are very uh it's almost like a running joke now in the family. Uh, they're very careful at what to ask me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the answer <laughs> I will give is always a learning moment for whatever. It's weird. Like you were saying that with your, like your employees, you loved walking around with, uh, with your guy there this morning uh, doing plant identification and stuff like that. And I think it's that age that we're at is just like, it's almost like in the back of your head that you know that, um, you know you have a, a greater sense of how precious time is and uh yep. that you know it's eventually running out uh for everybody and uh yep. you just want to i don't in- know
2: i'm not Julia. i hope you're not thinking that way no,
1: <laughs> no but my, my my point is that uh i get this, you're yeah. always trying to import in part what you've learned on that next yeah. generation process. so my kids are always joking like they look at each other and like they, they like roll their eyes and they're like, "Here comes the Wikipedia." Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. If I'm
2: gonna right, give right,
1: them right, an right. answer or something, right? Because I I like to explain. They're like, you know, what are you doing? Like, what? Why did that happen or whatever? And I'll be like, I'll get into the technical of why that happened or you know why this thing broke down or why this you know didn't work. Right. And then yeah. they're like, okay, like I just wanted to know like what. You're doing.
2: So, don't ask a question
1: you don't want an answer to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. So uh, I'm just going to take a quick break here and uh, play our sponsored ad, and then uh, we'll get back right into it right after this. So stay tuned.
0: At Xmark, we've poured decades of leading-edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero-turn
2: rider More Landscape Pros Trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now.
1: All right. So uh, we're back and I wanted to um, chat as well uh, with uh, kind of change directions a little bit and uh, talk about uh, the Equip Expo that you uh, went to. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go this uh, past year, but um, you were there. What uh, were your thoughts on uh, what you saw there? It seemed to be... Uh, come, some of the takeaways that I saw just from photos people were sharing was uh, a heck of a lot more battery stuff uh, coming the yep. way. And it seems in my eyes that <clears throat> the uh, trend that uh, Toro and Exmark started with those 30-inch mowers uh, seems to be sort of uh, what the industry seems to be starting to adopt in terms of a small push mower. Uh, it seems to be going like in that 30 direction as being kind of the standard.
2: Yep. Yep. I, I, yeah. Um, you know, for the, the GIE, I mean, well, the equip expo that I, you know, being there was, um, let me see. What would that, what would I, I was sick almost the whole way through. I had, um, I have colitis. and It really was up that week. And, uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as I have in the past, mainly because of it. Okay. Uh, I didn't really, I didn't really search out a lot. Um, my my time this year was odd because I knew I wasn't looking for mowing equipment. Yep. and I knew I really what I was interested in was the battery equipment because I was uh, starting to, to to dip my toe into the battery powered equipment a little bit more. Um, I'm not as detailed oriented as you are when it comes to purchasing and and. Um, you know, breaking them down as much as you are. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to at least hold them and try the ones and see which ones I like the most. Yep. Um, I, I wish I was feeling better because I would have reached out to more people while I was there. Um but I just uh I went with Kevin. Kevin is um the uh gentleman that took on most of the mowing um uh for my business. Okay. And Actually seeing the seeing the Equip Expo through his eyes was pretty cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, he really um he was he he bought he has a similar machine to yours, the X Mark Navigator with the uh the collection system, similar to a Walker mower. Yeah. And uh, you know, we spent a lot of time at, at at those spots. We see he tried a lot of the uh the new battery powered uh mowers too. Um but, yeah, that's that's that was my fun at, at the Equip Expo was, you know, just seeing it through someone that's never been there before and just walking around with them and, look at this, look at that, look at this. They said, all right, well, we got to go outside now, check out the outside. And then you really, you know, <laughs> just seeing everything outside. It was dusty there, though. Dusty and windy is what I remember the most.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looked outside. pretty brown from, like, brown. photos and stuff.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you, could, you couldn't even see the... Um, you know, the logos on some of the, the mowers, was, they were so covered in dust. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, everything, it, it was, it was, um, I mean, it was chock full. The equipment there was unbelievable. Uh, you, you, you walk around almost like, uh, you know, the old cartoons where the, the eyeballs turn into these spiral things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 basically what you end up doing is you walk around and you know, you see, see the fun thing is when someone sees you and talks to you, or you know, somebody and you can, you know, talk to them, the, the whole, um, you know, the whole, uh, friendship thing that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is fun. Uh, I really, you know what going into it for equipment? I, it was a lot of hand tool companies I was enjoying looking at. Um, I'm more of a hand tool guy. um, but, you know, I, I may, I, I, you know, we'll see what, what happens. I enjoy it. I enjoy the equipment. I've been three times now. Yeah, nice. And, uh, the younger guys, I think, really, really get a kick out of it with the equipment. I am, um, in my career, I'm a little past the equipment stuff. I mean, I like seeing the Zuzus and the walkers. I like talking to the guys that walk the mowers. Um, but I think, not you, obviously, you love your equipment and your technology. But as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm a little less interested in, in um in the shiny stuff mm-hmm. it's, not as, uh, it's not as appealing to me as it used to be um i like my shiny stuff don't get me wrong but <laughs> <laughs> all, all i see is another another payment or another purchase or another you know money not needed to be spent yeah yeah so
1: yeah um, no definitely i think a lot of people get lost in that sort of stuff in um
2: yeah that shiny
1: yeah, you know new shiny object syndrome right where uh exactly it's like oh exactly. you know, this is the coolest thing, this is the you know, the latest the latest greatest uh thing. And uh it's just not um just not uh the case in a lot of times, right? You can make do with a lot of uh, uh, the older stuff that I works wish, just as well.
2: Right. I wish I wish a lot of the younger guys and and this is an old I'm gonna put my old man hat on right now, you know, but um I wish a lot of a lot of young guys would concentrate on the actual work, not the work like the drudgery, but the actual experience,
3: mm-hmm. the knowledge,
2: the ability to, to, to everybody, you know, I like, hear a lot of things on how to make more money in your landscaping business. Well, no more. If you know more, you'll get more. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the best way. With more knowledge, you gain more, more abilities. And with more abilities, you, you're, you're, you're um, the, your, uh, stock goes up. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um. At least that's what's worked for me in the past. But you know, the the shiny object syndrome really takes hold on a lot of people and they love it. I mean, it's like a drug. And it mm-hmm. was for me too, believe me. I mean I was there. I, I loved all the equipment and stuff. Yeah, I mean my first one oh, I was like, you know, I I arrived. I'm done. You know, I'm 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 there. And yeah. you know, then, then it's the next piece and it's the Kabo Tobacco. I love that Kabo Tobacco that I bought. That was unbelievable. Um, just, you know, build a truck and you're done building it and you want to build another one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But, yeah. you know, then the time where you say, I want to make money, that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> There's money to be made now. I mean, you know, yeah. it's almost like a prize is the equipment, where now you think the money is the prize. The equipment is just the tool to get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ryan, re- what you said there reminds me of, um, uh, one of the uh, sort of motivational talks and stuff that uh, Jim Rohn was always famous for giving. And there was one thing that he used to always say was like, "Don't wish for less problems. Wish that you were better." Basically, um, you know, oh, wow. make yourself what better. What's that? What's uh Jim Rohn. What's
2: the guy's name is Jim Rohn. Yeah.
1: Um, oh. there, there's this talk. If you um, uh, Google, uh, go to YouTube and you Google Jim Rohn. Seminar. I think it's one hour seminar. It'll pop up. Um, I have listened to that seminar. uh, I can't even tell you hundreds of times. Um, I think. Oh, actually, it's a two hour seminar. Two hour seminar. But you listen, it absolutely captivate you. And it's from like the seventies. Oh, really? And and it's just he just makes so much sense. Everything he says is just like
2: it's just crazy. Everybody else became a. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's something it's
1: like it's something I've literally uh, I've made uh forced my kids to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. It's something right. that I think will will absolutely change your life if you listen to it. Uh and and
2: R O A N or
1: R O N R O H N H N. Okay. Yeah. He is very very uh very very uh uh popular uh in the 70s. Uh, and 80s yep. and stuff. He's actually the guy that, um, uh, I don't know if you know, um, what's that other really famous motivational speaker, the really loud guy? Uh, Tony, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, yeah. So he is the guy that kind of mentored Tony Robbins. Oh, uh, no kidding. Yeah, so that's uh, what uh, where Tony Robbins got his. And it's funny because you can follow a chain of these really popular guys. Uh, and, uh, and they all kind of lead one after the other, uh, of being like their mentors and stuff like that. And, and just his story of how he started and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, the, uh, I just, I just looked it up right now and it's, uh, I'm just seeing here. Yeah. I think it's, uh, Jim Rohn, how to change, how to take charge of your life. Jim Rohn, right. personal development, okay. but yeah, it's 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 pretty neat. Once you listen to it, I, I'm I guarantee you'll listen to it more than one time. You'll you'll constantly yeah, yeah, listen yeah. to it because something that you keep pulling nuggets of gold out of and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like an example of one uh, that he says all the time in that talk as well. He said, uh, you know, he used to blame the government for his problems, and uh, yeah. you know, he went to his mentor, this uh, this uh, you know rich person that he saw that was very successful and doing well. And asked him uh, for some help, and uh, the um, the guy asked him to write a list. Write a list of why you think you haven't been doing well up until this point. So Jim Rohn goes away and he makes up this list, and it's hilarious how he tells it. But he comes back and he kind of says, "You know, you know." Blame the government, blamed, uh, you know, taxes are always going up and, and this and that. And, you know, can't get a loan from the bank and, you know, my uh, neighbors won't lend me money and all this sort of like, oh, he comes up with all this list. And he was so proud of this list. And he went back to his mentor and he went to share the list with them. And he he said, you know, he was like super proud of it and stuff because he worked so hard on like getting this list together and really put some thought and time into making it. And he reads the list line by line of all the reasons why he hasn't been doing well. And uh, his mentor listens to it all. And he says, uh, that's quite the list. He says, except there's one problem. You're not on it. <laughs> right 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 right. and it's like it's just so it's it's that's just like a quick example but it's just one of those things where you listen you're like you know and then if you're like honest with yourself reflecting on what he's saying it's like oh yeah (laughs) i get it
2: i'm sorry i interrupted you jules say that
1: again no and then i say like if you're honest with yourself when you're listening to it you're like oh yeah and you start to connect the dots of like Okay, okay, I can see how that didn't work out there because the problem was I wasn't being honest with myself. I was making all these excuses with why this wasn't working when really it's because this is you know I did this or whatever the case may right. be right so it's uh, yeah it's one right. of those things where I, I just always listen to it all the time over and over again and always learn something new every time I listen to and it
2: i had uh I was so blessed in my life um to have to have Joe in my life because mm-hmm. you've seen him up. Yeah, I, I always say, you know, he's my Yoda, my, my, you know, Mr. Miyagi. You, know. <laughs> <laughs> you could picture him, you know, broken English or actually in Portuguese saying to me, you know, at the end of the day, I'm trying to rush to get this job done. he push up, put me over and says, you you finish the work the way you start the work. You start the work to make it beautiful. But at the end of the day, you want to rush through it to get home.
3: Yeah, says, yeah we got to get
2: home. So you finish the work the way you start the work. You know, all these little, you know, in Portuguese, he told me one time, never leave for tomorrow, what well, you can do today. And I looked at him, I said, that's an American saying. He goes, no, that's my saying. I just made it up. <laughs> yeah. What? He goes, no, you didn't. He goes, yeah, I did. I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> the Portuguese. Yeah. Made it, sound, made it sound. And, you know, I had, a, I had uh, um, a, a great mentor, and I still talk to him today. He moved to Florida, but he owned the, the landscaping and nursery that I used to buy from. Okay. And, you know, as a young guy, we like we all do, even to today, we complain, how does that landscaper do that? He's got brand new trucks. He's got this. He's got that. How can you afford that? And I remember, you know, he looked at me like in a very stern way. He was, you know, he was over 25 years old. I mean, he said, Paul only worries about Paul. Don't worry about that guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's that something that's rang in my ears since that day. So I don't really care about what anybody else does, just because that one day he said that. Yeah. And a lot of people look at someone else's success and say, "How does he do that?" Mm-hmm. I could care less. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm just happy. You know, yeah. they have a brand hundred thousand dollar pickup truck. I mean, a friend of mine picked me up the other day. You know, brand new GMC. And we went to do Christmas shopping today. He's a good friend, but he has a brand new GMC. I didn't ask you how you doing it but I'm happy that you did it. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I, this is great. I couldn't do it. I mean, it's probably an $80,000 truck. but it's, I don't want that, but yeah. I'm glad you did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think, um, envy is, is envy can be a, a, a strong tool for motivation,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but also be something that can, can tear you down and break you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a tool that needs to be wielded by people that are very, very, strong in their uh, convictions, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a double edged sword.
1: Yeah. Well this day and age it's it's so difficult. Um, because of social media and all that sort of stuff. And there's sure. so much uh, fakeness <laughs> out there uh, of, oh my God. you know from oh. you know simple things from people and accounts and followers and things like that there's so many so much craziness um that you see that is like it just people just doing it to prop themselves up and stuff like that, and it's misleading and then other people aren't as savvy to it and follow along and then you know feel bad about themselves because they don't have as many followers or they don't have that shiny truck or they don't have the this and it's like. What? You know, that person you, may be, you know, one payment away from getting that truck repossessed or whatever, you know, that, exactly. that person. Or, or, or not repossessed or they always never there to
2: begin with. Or yeah. Right.
1: Or whatever the case yeah. may be. And it just boggles my mind all these um, things. Like I see it all the time um, with people and, you know, especially going to neighborhoods and stuff like that. And you'll see some places where, you know, people will move into like a new house i see this all the time brand new house and within a few years or whatever the outside of the house they don't mow the lawn they don't trim the plants they don't do any of that stuff Um, but they're driving mercedes or they're driving like these fancy cars and they just care about what people think of them their perception you know when they're out and about and all that stuff and i'm like that house at least here in vancouver that house cost you like you know craziness compared to even if you're driving a mercedes or whatever the case may be that's pocket change compared to what a house costs here with the average house being two million dollars it's like but you're leaving the landscaping and the lawn and all that stuff overgrown and you know paint it needs to be touched up and all that stuff that huge investment you're leaving it there but you want to be driving the fancy car and and all that sort of stuff and put you know it just boggles my mind
2: in the old days not the old days again. Here comes my old man hat, huh? but yeah. you know, in old third days, that was your that was determination of how rich you were. I mean, I, I do it, and I and I was doing that recently. If I was talking to a customer and and they were driving a um, an expensive Mercedes or something like that, I'd say, "Oh, they're rich." Yeah. Um, but I stopped doing that because a lot of the people that I, that I was doing that to were going out of business, so they were going. You going bankrupt or for whatever reason. I mean, I had a a guy customer that, I mean, you would automatically think that he was a multi multi millionaire, mm-hmm. and he had to drop because he was in the rental business, and in 2020 he lost half of his uh, commercial rentals. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it's it's such it, before you used to be able to do that. You could tell somebody by the price of their truck, yeah, or yeah. their car or something. But it's it's such a fake thing now because of leasing. And yeah, because, I mean, I got. Big people that are leasing brand new Mercedes they can barely afford them yeah, they yeah. know this for a fact yeah, yeah. but they still drive yeah. you know what I mean it's false advertisement for the contractors that's what it is yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get duped in to, to going oh, I can charge a little bit extra on this job right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: Did I say that out loud,
1: really? <laughs> <laughs> they've got uh <laughs> they've got their uh their Mercedes parked in the driveway only because their uh their five hundred dollar uh, Pinto uh, trade in didn't get accepted and it's hiding in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
2: bad. I know. It, it, I know. but that's
1: the thing. Like I remember as a kid um you know, driving with my parents, whatever the case may be, you'd stop at a stoplight and and I can I can still remember to this day the three or four times that I saw a Ferrari in real life. Yep. Like I remember yep. it as a kid going, whoa, like there was one, it was one of those like the Magnum PI style ones, GTO yep. thing like, right? Yep. Yep. Um, it was parked on the front lawn of this house. And I was like, I was going to my cousin's house and I was like,
0: whoa,
1: like that's so yep. cool. And then I remember seeing – um a lotus esprit parked and i was like whoa look at that thing right i kid you not i see ferraris lamborghinis on a daily basis especially where i'm at it's they're everywhere it's like not even you don't even look at you don't even look twice at them anymore uh the other day the funniest thing was i was driving and here in bc we've got like our main highway And, uh, there's like the HOV lane for people with multiple, you know, people in the car and stuff during rush hours and things, the stuff that they can use. And they've also allowed electric cars to use that lane. Um, so you get this sticker that goes on the back of your car that shows like electric vehicle, like plug in and it says, okay, on it for like the HOV lane. And I'm driving at this light and I noticed this McLaren and he's got, he's got uh, the electric car sticker on it. And uh, like six inches above the sticker or below the sticker are these massive exhaust pipes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like laughing, <laughs> going like, "How did he get the sticker first of all?" And like, you got to be pretty ballsy to be driving in the HOV lane with a McLaren making all that noise with a <laughs> electric vehicle sticker oh, on.
2: From Julia, it's just a sound system. That's what they're yeah, adding. The yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but my point is, like, they're everywhere. Like, you see these cars that you don't even batter eye So, like you said, it's one of those things, just leasing and and stuff like that. That people don't actually own this stuff. It's just they're renting but it.
2: I, but I can put it the other way. You know, I don't know if you know on a, um, on Instagram from a couple of years ago. Um, I had a really big estate that I used to do the mowing for and everything. It was just a really, really large estate on the water. And that's probably one of the richer people in my, in my state. He's probably, he's well-known and, you know, he's got a lot of money. And, and uh, he has a, you know, he has a collection of nice cars as well. But the car that he would drive around would be a Buick Enclave.
3: That's mm. what he would drive. Yeah, yeah,
2: All of it. That's what he would, why? So no one, So so no one. You know, uh, you know, takes advantage of you or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I have another one on the water. He drives a Hyundai Sonata. That's his car. I mean, he's got Porsches and he's got a whole garage full of antique cars and classic cars, but he drives that Hyundai Sonata everywhere just to go under the radar. Uh-huh. It's so it's so cool to see how uh, the real, like the real rich people, not the people that are you know you know putting on a show. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The real what they do. To not show that they're rich. It's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. There's a difference. There's a difference between a rich person and, and a and a not rich person. Yeah, yeah. It, it's there's a huge difference, and you can you can tell that when you start the price work for them. Yeah. Oh my God, that's expensive. Well, you have a Ferrari over there, and you know what do you are yeah, you yeah. <laughs> that's what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari, yeah. Ferrari is, is taking a lot of their income
1: <laughs> yeah that's where it's going right so yeah you gotta they're, they're gonna sometimes be the cheapest uh, clients because they gotta make those payments they
2: gotta make those payments <laughs> in their house you know they're, uh, they're in debt up to their eyeballs that's
1: yeah they are really yeah yeah there's a, a famous uh like warren buffett who was like you know one of the i think at a time he was the richest person in the world for a, a while um still lives in like his 1970s bungalow and still drives his yep. his I, I don't remember the make and model car but it's like a car from the 80s that he bought he still drives that as his driver yep. so, right. and it's like the guy's got Ross? more money and and he's famously the one that says too that none of his kids are getting any of his money that it's all going to charity <laughs> when he passes that they have to learn their own way
2: yeah yeah Ross Perot was was very famous for that too back in the 90s he was the guy that ran for uh, for, for president yep. everybody hated him he was voted he was he lived in Bermuda But he drove like an old, you know, Chrysler, whatever, Imperial or something. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's what he drove around. Um, Yeah, you know, people are rich for a reason. Yeah. Because they know how to to save their money.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, That's one of those, those, another thing that uh, Jim Rohn always says. He says, uh, uh, talking about wealth and stuff like that and how, you know, you could take... Um, all of the money, uh, he's like saying how, you know, a certain populate, percentage of the population has most of the wealth. Uh, yeah. But you could take all that wealth, divide it equally among the whole population, give everybody the exact same amount, and within a short period of time, all that money would be back with those rich people again. <laughs>
2: Pareto Principle. It's called the Pareto Principle. Yeah, the 80-20 rule. Yeah. because yeah, It'll always come back to them because they're the ones that know how to deal with money. Yeah. Basically, when- what he's trying to say is you know it'll always go back to the people that know how to manage their money yeah it always goes back to them. Yeah. um it's you know like i tell people i tell people a lot especially younger people if i lost my business and ended up at working at mcdonald's i'd be the manager of that mcdonald's within you know a month yeah it's yeah. <laughs> so just everybody everybody has a different different styles of work ethics yeah um it's it's knowing how to work and where to work and how to be productive. That's how you do well in this world. It's not waiting for someone to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah unfortunately, it's, it's one of
1: those one of those things. Just that that whole mindset. I saw a picture um, on Instagram that just popped up on my feed. Um, I don't know who it was. It's just one of those like not somebody I follow just one of those ones that you know you get lost in the matrix yep. when you're scrolling right yeah, yeah. Uh, which I hate when they did that when they switch that you know you're uh, you used to been like oh you're all caught up and now they don't do that you they just keep scrolling you uh, to get you yep. lost in there uh, so this picture popped up and it was a, a kid um, in his room and he had bunk beds but he didn't have the bottom bed it was just the top bed And underneath, this father was taking the picture, and he was the one posting it, and they had like a a small recliner underneath where the the bottom bunk bed would be, and they put up like a flat screen TV and stuff and some lights on the ground and stuff like that and and made it like a little man cave for this this kid who was probably six or seven or something, right? And I think the caption was like, little guys like chilling like a big dog or something like that, right? And I was looking at that going... Why would you do that? <laughs>
3: like, yeah.
1: like you just set what up you your do? you just set up your kid for failure. Like, you're, he's so six would, or seven, and you're making
3: sorry.
1: yeah you you're you're, make, you're giving him the mindset to just laze around and and watch TV yeah. and play video games and stuff at six or seven. Like, why would yeah, you do that? A- no.
2: He's a big boy. Yeah, he's but a he's, big a, boy. <laughs> he's a big baller
1: now. That's what big boys do. Imagine what his being
2: keys must look
3: like. I yeah, what it
1: is. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? But I was just like, oh man, like that's so wrong on so many levels. Like you want to be inspired. Like I heard this thing about how um, you know, the big debate with TikTok and stuff like that. And I always t- I always make a joke. I, I tried TikTok for a little bit and I can't deal with it. It's just again, it's one of those things that's that just it pulls you down the rabbit hole. It wastes so much of your time. And yeah, I i tell my kids, I say, you know why it's called TikTok? And they're like, why? And I said, because it's to remind you how much time you're wasting.
2: Right. Right? Right. Right.
1: T- the time time's taken by. It on
2: Instagram.
1: But uh do it on Instagram. Yeah, but it's interesting because they say um like TikTok is different here in North America. Or in Western yeah. world than it is in actual China, where in China, for teenagers and stuff like that, all they're fed is science stuff and inspirational stuff and achievements uh-huh. of you know peers their age and all that sort of stuff. Where here, it's all fed the junk. Sending uh, it to
2: you, they're yeah. That's what they send to your kids. That's what they send them there.
1: Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so it's very very interesting uh, this sort of war for <laughs> you know the it's mind.
2: Unbelievable, but does, though, because uh, like at breakfast in the morning, I'll, that's when I usually do the, you know, the, the the section where you go through reels, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, one time you stop at, say, like um, a gorilla doing a video on a gorilla or something, because I love gorillas. They're my favorite animals. Okay. That's it. That's all you're going to get now is gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, look at the girl. That's a cool video. And
1: then the next
2: one's a girl. And the next one after that, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's
1: going on? Yeah, absolutely. You know what really sucks is when you're our age. Okay, I'll speak for myself. Yep. When, when you're my age and you're tired at the end of the day and you're scrolling through and you fall asleep on that thing. So it's oh. been on there for like an hour replaying, replaying. Yeah. <laughs> now guess what I thought you were going to go somewhere else
2: yeah, no. I thought you were going go to say yeah I stopped to see like Jennifer Aniston on the, on there and that's it that's all I get yeah now. yeah that's right yeah
1: but like you'll stop and you'll fall asleep so you're on there for like a long time on it and it's yeah, like no, you, so then again like you said it's just all that that's all they show you for, for then on right? right and it's like are you kidding me
2: <laughs> right that's, That YouTube is like that too like I'll fall asleep my favorite thing to fall asleep to is uh, Bob Ross. Remember the old Bob Ross painting?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I'll put on Bob Ross painting and I'll fall asleep. And, you know, like three or four hours later, there's, like, some real painting, like, like detailed painting. <laughs> <video>. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's funny.
2: I guess I went down the rabbit hole without knowing. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's funny that you say that because on, on, like, YouTube, I will be very selective about what i'm watching because i just i don't want them to recommend it or whatever the case may be yeah. right it's like a oh, thing it's like I'm do awful. i really want to watch this because then you know they're just going to be showing me more of these um you know things you know, i'd love to re- relive some nostalgia with like an old michael jackson video but i know for the next six months it's all i'm going to be shown in my feed is michael jackson videos or whatever the case may be right log out log out yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I'm all over the place. Like my my recommendations are are cars. It's um you know there's landscaping inside there. There's there's uh it's all over the place. My feed is all over the place. Gorillas. I love watching gorillas in videos. You ever see those videos? They look like humans.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd love That's I have a I have an old family movie, family video um uh, from my dad. He was uh, a little bit ahead of his time in the 70s, um, yep. just in terms of, like, technology and stuff. He, yep. We were, like, one of the only people that I know around that had an actual, like, video camera back in the 70s yeah. um yeah, so yeah. he would film little clips and it was like back then like a, you'd get a roll of film or whatever and it was like yeah. uh, i don't know five minutes it's like what the film was right um yeah. so we and we used to watch like we would get the whole family and cousins together would all come over and we had like a projector screen and one of those like uh projectors um I actually have it at my house now uh, just for That's nostalgia because i didn't want to get rid of it uh, one of those projectors like in school where you'd put the big rolls of film on and stuff. and, and yeah, put, yeah, yeah, yeah. so so we would watch like the home movies and stuff. And uh, there was one, I think it was from the San Diego Zoo. They went on vacation to California when I was like three. And uh, yeah. my dad was filming the gorillas. And <laughs> he was making fun of them. They were like, rrr, rrr. and so he made fun of them, like mimic them. And so they, m- the male gorilla. <laughs> uh got mad, got mad at him and grabbed those like a sack of something i don't know what it was it was like a burlap sack or of something and he threw yeah. it at my dad at the cage yeah. like that <laughs> right. he's
2: lucky that's all he threw because those freaking gorillas throw on something.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was it was hilarious that uh that yeah. little uh that clip when you start mentioning
2: Videos. My father wasn't into the technology. well they really they couldn't afford it either. but We don't have a lot of young videos of us. That's that's cool. That's cool. You have that.
1: Yeah, I've got some uh, some neat uh, and they're just like because back then it was just short little clips that you would get here and there yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of neat watching well, them. You yeah, and uh, you'll yep. see in that stuff, but <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So before we wrap up, uh, we've been going on for about an hour and 18 minutes now. Um,
2: we should do this like once a month, Julia.
1: Yeah, we should. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> That'd be, I,
2: I, this is fun.
3: <laughs> yeah, it'd
1: be awesome. So with uh, you mentioned uh, Kevin taking over um, your uh, mowing part um yeah. so i'm gonna put you on the spot because actually if everything works out uh perfectly i'm actually going to be uh interviewing kevin and having him as next week's episode right after you oh, wow. uh, so right. yes, yeah, so it'll be cool to hear uh you know as we uh, spoke um throughout this interview and talking about the changes and oh, you, you know kind of uh you know uh, having the mowing business uh you know going uh to that side, and, and having somebody taken over to have that person who has taken over. Uh, oh be boy, the n-
2: he's going to tell all the secrets.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so in terms of that, how did it? Uh, obviously, I'm going to put you on the spot. How did it all go with uh, with Kevin?
2: It went, it went well. I think that one of the best one of the best parts is that he worked for us last year for a little while. Yeah, and he got to. I mean, he already had a detailed. He already had a detailed mindset. I mean, it was, it, it was we're like. It's almost like you, I, and we're all the same. You know, you have that 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 just drive to do things well and do things um, right.
3: Mm-hmm. And he
2: has that. He just has that old Portuguese. He's Portuguese. He's, he's <coughs> his father was from Portugal as well. So okay. We're all um, the same. And um, his his mechanical abilities, his his ability to build, he built the vacuum on his truck. It came out absolutely gorgeous.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the things he does, the the ways he, he's just. He's just like, you know, you, you, you find somebody that's a lot like you and yeah. it makes you happy because you know they're going to do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, he's every day that something's wrong on a lawn, he calls you right away. Paul, this part's starting to dry out over here if you want to tell them. Uh, there's a, there's a, something missing here or there was a branch at one of the properties that looked like it was going to fall. You want to call them, let them know, and I would. You know, all things I would used to do before. That's yeah, what yeah. I told them. I said Just call me whenever anything doesn't look right. And let me know so that I can pass it on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would do that, and I'd always give him the credit. I always tell them, you know, Kevin said he saw this, and you know, and, and that way it, it raises his clout up yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. the clients. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which definitely. he's got a pretty cool history too. His father, you know, his he loved his father was a great guy. He loved his father, and he's got a lot of, you know, a lot of good backstory with his dad, and um, he he did landscaping on the side, and he was a landscaper himself. He worked for, uh, he actually worked for for uh, companies of, of people I knew, you know what I mean? His father. Okay, yeah. So he's got, he's got some cool stories of the old days and, um, doing things correctly. He's very good. i very big on doing things right. Awesome. Uh, you'll have You'll
1: have a good conversation with Kevin. Awesome! So uh, I don't yeah. want to uh, take up uh, too much of your time. Like I so said, we could probably go on for hours and hours and hours, and uh, but then not, yeah. then then people will be using this podcast to uh, fall asleep, uh, like you with the uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Bob Ross>. yeah, <laughs> happy little tree in this corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for uh, coming on to the show. I think this is the third time now that uh, you've been on. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. You're monthly one. <laughs> you're you're practically the guest host now Even
2: if we don't record it we'll just do a monthly call that's all <laughs> there you go
1: <laughs> so thanks so much paul i always uh, enjoy uh, chatting with you uh, like i said uh, brother absolutely. from another portuguese mother
2: thank you absolutely and i'll be talking to you
1: awesome thank you so much so there you have it lawn care nation hopefully you guys enjoyed that uh, value-packed interview uh, episode with uh, paul camara from spring green landscaping uh, i'll leave some links in uh, the podcast show notes where you guys can go and follow him on his uh, instagram page and uh, just check out uh, if you haven't been familiar with uh, him and his uh, level of work uh, truly inspiring stuff uh, to see uh, if you're in the landscape game to see uh, just uh, that level of detail that he takes some of those jobs to uh, it's just absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, So that's it uh, for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.